You're listening to the Gordon Damer Show podcast on 98.7 ESPN. Yeah, we're off and running on this Tuesday, September 22nd. Hey there. This is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM, ESPN, New York. Oh, my goodness. Are we jam-packed? We're locked and loaded for this Tuesday edition. Of course, you know the deal. we got one hour, 60 minutes. We run through it all before Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin at 6 o'clock. The number, of course, you know, 1-800-919-ESPN. I'm on Twitter, on Instagram, at Gordon Damer. we got a daily poll question today. We got the Magic 8-Ball is ready to roll. So if you got Jet questions, the Magic 8-Ball is here for you. The K-Show, they have Sam Darnold. They have Steve Young. We have the Magic 8-Ball. Who's better? It's, it's tough to say. It's a really tough call. But today is Tuesday. And to, this is interesting because Tuesday falls into the section of the week where the Jets can actually be considered entertaining. Now, I know this is hard to break down. How do you know, Gordon? Well, here, here's how you know. Sundays at 1 o'clock, I would say from Sundays 1 to 4, it's the worst thing you can possibly have. The worst no effort, no cohesion. It doesn't seem like anybody's prepared. It doesn't seem, a lot of times, like anybody's ever played football before. So that's the section of the week. If you block it out, that is the non-entertaining section of the Jets. But Monday through Saturday, they actually uh, are compelling. Like, it's almost like a greatest hits record. From the people who brought you, have you ever seen a team play worse? They now have, how can Adam Gay still have a job? Or... Are they even trying? Or who's really to blame for this? Yesterday we talked about that a lot. Who's really to blame for this? And I would say as bad as Adam Gase has been and as low as the bar has been for the Adam Gase-led Jets. And if you were saying, you know, how low is the bar? Well, it's really low. Uh, so much so, it's lo- it, the bar is basically lying on the ground. There's nothing holding up the bar. Like I, when you do like the high jump or the pole vault, they put it on. I don't know what they put it on, but they put it on something doesn't just levitate on its own. Uh, the Jets, they're trying to levitate it on its own. And it's just basically lying on the ground. So uh, the uh, Magic 8-Ball is here for you people if you need it. And um, the biggest question after week one is really the same question this week. And it is, wh- which, is the, which is the problem? Is it that the team is not prepared? Because it certainly seems like they're not prepared. Or is it that they are prepared and this is as good as it gets. So yesterday, we, uh, we learned a couple things about the Jets. And certainly want to hear from you, 1-800-919-ESPN. Is that uh, we learned that yesterday, the fourth and one, Sam Darnold was on with the K-Show. The, he does not have the ability to audible on that play. Also, we learned that Adam Gay says the Jets, relax everybody, the Jets are now going to put it into hyperdrive. They're putting it in hyperdrive, people. I don't know. I know what you're saying, Gordon. What's hyperdrive? I don't know. I, I don't know what the hell that is. I, I would say first, before you go to hyperdrive and you go through all the steps of that, how about you just make sure it's on, right? Like you, you open you know, like the remote is not working, and you take that little slip thing off the back, and you roll the you roll the the batteries around. You make sure the batteries are pointing in the correct direction. You ever do that one? You put the batteries in, but then you reversed it. You put it in the wrong way. Maybe that's the Jets' problem. Maybe the batteries are in the wrong. You know, sometimes you put them all lined up in the wrong way. No, they got to be alternating. That's a problem sometimes. 
Or sometimes you just got to, you, you ever take something and you, it's not working, you just got to hit it or you blow on it. Maybe that's what, before you go to hyperdrive, I would suggest those things. Like make sure that the thing is on first. Make sure it's plugged in. Who knows? Maybe the jets are just simply not plugged in. Uh, well, the first one, I would say, that's the, the second one that I kind of answered there about hyperdrive. The first one, I would say, uh, what, are you, what, what, what are the Jets doing? I mean, uh, look, I mean, we could, again, fill up shows from, from Monday to Saturday about what the Jets are doing. That's a little too open-ended. But, you know, the idea, and, and Sam was on with the K show yesterday talking about not having the ability to, to audible on that play. So let's hear from Sam on the K show yesterday here on 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. It's a specialized, you know, short yardage play. It's something that, you know, we've leaned on in the past and um, has worked in the past. And so it's, it comes down to this, you know, if we, if everyone does their job on that one play, we get the first down and, you know, we're not having this conversation. So it's just, it comes down to all 11 guys executing the play, which, you know, happens more often than not. And, you know, when you don't, you know, execute at a high level, you know, you don't convert fourth and ones and, that's kind of how how it is. And but I guess my question is, if you're standing there. over center, Sam, and you see something that will blow up that call, you can't audible out of it? No, it's something that, for that specific play, uh, mm. no. Uh, I mean, there, there's so much that I want to pick through there. Uh, when, and look, at the end of the day, he's right. If everybody plays each play correctly, well, then the play is designed to work, of course. But it doesn't really seem like the Jets, be it talent, be it execution, whatever, they can't execute. the. He said at one point in that clip, well, if everybody just does their job, which happens more times than not, does it? Does it really? I mean, have you seen the first two games? But no, obviously, if you're, if you're, if you're judging it by everybody doing their job properly, yes, of course, then the play would work. Not a real shock that it did not work out that way. So... The, 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 I think the greater point is, is where is the level of trust on the team? The level of trust that Adam Gase has in the quarterback and um, that I would think the trust of the quarterback that the coach has his best interest at heart. I mean, after all, this is not year one. Year one, a young quarterback learning to play in the NFL, you could understand really keeping him on a strict path about what he's allowed to do what he's not allowed to do. You want to stay on schedule on each of these plays. You don't want But this is year 3. This is this is supposed to be the year where he takes the big step forward. He has to show, right? This is the year that you prove yourself. And it seems like the only thing that the Jets have proven is that they don't trust him. They don't trust Sam Darnold to make that kind of call. So uh that that is I think that's pretty alarming. I think most people have have pointed that out correctly, that that's pretty alarming. So then later in the uh, session yesterday with the the K-Show, they uh, asked Sam Darnold uh, about his relationship with with, with Adam Gase. And it seemed like he he has a great relationship with Adam Gase. So here's uh, Sam Darnold from the K-Show yesterday on his relationship with Adam Gase. You mean your coach? Yeah, absolutely. I love Adam. I love calls that he makes, and um, he puts us in the best position possible to go out there and win on Sundays. That's all that matters to us. You see the game differently than the average fan does. So if you could just give us more detail on on why there's that belief, despite 
the 0-2 start in the way yeah. that looked. Yeah, we see it on film. When we get back on Mondays, we see the errors that we make as players. And if we just go out and execute the plays that are called, there's yards to be had on the field. I mean, you know, the last couple Sundays, us as players, we haven't performed nearly to the ability that we're capable of. And it's up to us to perform better. And if we do that, we're going to see the numbers. We're going to see touchdowns. You know, we're going to start seeing wins, but it's up to us to be able to go out there and, and do our job. If we if we go out there and execute every single play in every single series, the sky's the limit for us. We just got to do our job every single play and not worry about anything else. You know, I, I floated last week that there is a section of Jet fans who are part of the Sam Darnold cult, that they, they avoid reason, they avoid any critical thinking whatsoever, and they just believe with their whole hearts that Sam is, is the guy, he's the answer, he's the star, he's the franchise quarterback. I'm starting to believe that maybe Ad, uh, that, uh, that, that Darnold is now part of the Adam Gase cult. Think, you know, we all, everything that's to blame is simply on the players when it's pretty clear. Right, every team, if you could go out there and execute on every single play, yes, the sky would be the limit. The problem with that is, is that the other team, if they could execute on every single play, the sky would be the limit. Now, for the other team, the sky is actually the limit because they're facing off against the New York Jets. So there's a lot. There's a higher rate of actually everyone performing well because they're performing against the New York Jets. one 800 espn one 800 So uh, that, to me, is a very um, – I mean, we're two games into the year, and the, uh, the lists of – I mean, it's a very, very long list. I mean, could you imagine breaking down the film of all the plays the Jets did poorly and didn't execute over the first two weeks? It would be like a Ken Burns documentary. He had nine innings for baseball. And uh, I think you could have even more for the Jets. I mean, it's basically every single play. Just tell me which plays you're going to exclude. There's only about four or five of them a week. So, boy, oh, boy, uh, not, uh, not a lot going well for the New York Jets. And as I said yesterday, I think at this point, if you're a Jet fan, I know it's painful. We all look forward to the football season. We all look forward to, to week one. The football is one of those things where, if you can just get off to a halfway decent start, there's teams that surprise every single year. There will be a team or teams in the playoffs this very season that we don't think right now uh, are going to be playoff contenders, or at least will give you thrills and excitement over the course of the season. And maybe they come up short, but they exceed what your expectations were going into the season. That's just the NFL. There's a lot of unpredictability from year to year. Team makes the playoffs one year, they're out of the playoffs the next. Right now, 49ers, right? You'd say the 49ers, they made the Super Bowl last year. Losing the Super Bowl, and right now, with all the injuries that they have and just the general trends of teams that lose the Super Bowl the year prior, very good chance they don't make the playoffs this year, especially competing in as, uh, a, uh, as competitive a division as they are in. But the Jets... It seems like there's one constant in the NFL. This is going to be year number 10 that they have not made the playoffs. 10 years in a row. And the amount of things that they have done poorly the first two weeks, I think at this point, even though it's painful, that you're going to have to sit through 14 more weeks. 14 more weeks of this. I think that that's the better core. The last thing you need is any glimmers of hope. The last thing you need is 
is for Adam Gase to be able to make any sort of argument to management at all that he just needs more time. I think the time aspect, is, I, I think it's pretty clear at na- by now that the, he's not going to be the guy that gets you back into the play. Whenever the Jets are back in the playoffs, Adam Gase is not going to be the head coach. And it's pretty clear at this point, through what now, 18 games, that Adam Gase is not getting more. You can argue about whatever the level of talent the Jets have or don't have. You can't make the argument that Adam Gase is getting more out of whatever talent he has than someone else because he's not getting anything out of anybody. Offense, defense, anything. 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. So, look, uh, I I know you would like to be able to use this almost like a Madden season where you get through two games and you're like, oh, this is not going well. Sim to the end of the season. Simulate the season, please, and let's get to the NFL draft. So I'm allowing you to have that because I'm, I'm about bringing people together. So the poll question, which is going up on Twitter, at Gordon Damer, is the Jets seem destined right now to have the number one? I mean, I, does, does, I have not seen FanDuel having odds about who will get the number one pick. But I will tell you right now, much like Jim Fossil pushing all the chips into the center of the table, if I do find that bet on FanDuel, I think at this point you'd have to say the Jets are the overwhelming fa- I mean, has anybody looked worse in two straight games to start the season than the Jets? It'd be hard to find. So I don't think they exist. So the poll question today is the Jets seem destined to get the first overall pick in the NFL draft. If you were the GM, which would you do? You're Joe Douglas. Would you use that pick on Trevor Lawrence? Right? Everybody's talking about Trevor Lawrence. But that would mean that you'd probably you'd have to trade Sam Darnold, right? You'd have to be off the Sam train and hop on the Trevor train. Or would you keep Sam, use that pick in some other way, either trade it for a boatload of picks, I think that would be the preference there, or you I don't know who else is going to be high up in the draft, but you could take another player. Either way, the second option is you keep Sam as the quarterback and you don't draft Trevor Lawrence. So that's the poll question. It's up on Twitter. It's at Gordon Damer. You can vote on the poll question. And uh, coming up, I'll give you my answer. We'll get into the Giants a little bit, some Yankee stuff today, some Mets stuff today. We've not really touched on the Mets, and look, we got to use it now, right? you gotta, you got to eat the fruit while it's ripe, because with the Mets, that, that fruit is uh, going to spoil very soon. Like in a week from now, really can't be uh, focusing on the Mets with the baseball playoff start, and the Mets, again, are not part of it. It only took two weeks. It's pretty clear at this point, right? Hasn't Adam Gase broken Jet fans? Like, usually you would think that the two performances the Jets put up in these first two weeks would have people just irate, just just, just seething, just livid. And I, I, it almost feels like at this point Jet fans are just resigned to the fact that this season is already lost, and I can understand why, right? Like, you've played two games, and uh, the Jets have looked as not as bad as anyone else. They have looked worse. Like, to say the Jets are 0-2 does not properly describe how bad they have looked. And I think that he has already uh, broken Jet fans. It did not take long. So our uh, poll question, which is up for today on Twitter, at Gordon Damer, is, you know, Jets certainly seem like they're in line to get the first pick this year. And look, there's other teams that have looked bad, right? The Eagles, somebody uh, tweeted me that the Eagles have uh, looked bad. No, 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 no. When it like right now in the NFL, it's the Chiefs and it's the Ravens and it's everybody else. When it comes to the other side of the coin, 
the, the worst performances so far, it's the Jets and everyone else. There are only 32 teams in the NFL. Somehow the Jets should probably be ranked 33. Like, they should leave 32 blank just to get it down even further. So our poll question for today is if the Jets do pick first, uh, if you were the GM, what would you do? Would you draft uh, Trevor Lawrence and trade Sam Darnold, or would you keep Sam and use that uh, that that pick, that number one pick, to either supplement the talent with whatever you you can take it, the number one pick, uh, or trade the pick for you know a bunch of other picks? I mean, think about it obviously it would depend on who was moving up, but you could certainly take that number one pick and turn it into three number ones, right? A number one this year and number ones down the road. So. Uh, here's the thing. If you do end up with the number one pick, I think that the answer to your question of is Sam ever going to blossom here has been answered. Again, there are examples of quarterbacks who do blossom after year three, but it's it's pretty rare, right? It's pretty rare. So I would say if you end up with the number one pick, that's a sign that Sam Darnold almost certainly has not had a good year, certainly not the step forward year if you're winning two games in a league where the quarterback is the most important position in all of sports. So I would say if I have the number one pick, yeah, I'm, I'm drafting Trevor Lawrence and trading Sam Darnold. But just keep in mind when you say that for all the people who say it's not Sam's fault, right? Like you're basically taking Trevor Lawrence and putting him into the exact same situation. Now, look, you trade Sam, I'm sure you'd be able to get something for him, but certainly not anywhere close to what trading the number one overall pick is worth. So if you are in the Sam cult, where you think everything it's not his fault, he has no talent, he's got a bad coach, the team is bad, there's no talent, the defense is terrible. If you're part of that cult, well, then the only answer you can have is keep Sam and trade the pick. I mean, how could you, how could you argue the other side of things? You're just being, you're just being a, an absolute fraud. Because then you would be taking Trevor Lawrence and putting him in essentially the same position that, that, that Sam Darnold's in right now. If you're excusing all, you know, if, you, if you're giving Sam Darnold all the excuses that a lot of you are. So 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776 is the phone number. For, before we go to the phones, let's ask the Magic 8-Ball, because we've all agreed we trust the Magic 8-Ball much more than we trust either Adam Gase or uh, even Joe Douglas at this point. Or cer- and certainly ownership. Oh, my God. Uh, so the Magic 8-Ball. Magic 8-Ball. If the Jets get the number one pick this year, should they use that pick to draft Trevor Lawrence? So let's shake up the Magic 8-Ball game. Good shake. Very, very, very dramatic right now. Magic 8-Ball says, I think I got a Fugazi uh, mad, uh, Magic 8-Ball. Because, like, the, 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 whatever you call it, the dice, it doesn't really line up with the blue liquid as well as it should. Cannot predict now. All right. All right. We'll, uh, we'll ask again before. Brian, remind me. Set a timer. Ask Alexa to set a timer to uh, make sure that uh, we ask again later. All right. Let's go out to the phones. 1-800-919-ESPN is the phone number. We'll go out to uh, Joseph is in Brooklyn. Joseph, what's going on, my man? Is Magic 8-Ball going to develop uh, Trevor Lawrence? Uh, let me ask Magic 8-Ball. I, I can't speak, Joseph. I bought Magic 8-Ball, but I am not really the owner of the Magic 8-Ball. <laughs> the Magic 8-Ball uh, answers to no one but itself. So, uh, Magic 8-Ball, will the Jets uh, dr- uh, tr- develop Trevor Lawrence? Let's see. Don't count on it. Oh, that doesn't sound very good. <laughs> Don't count on it is not exactly a ringing endorsement. <laughs> 
Then uh, let's trade them. Let's trade them and get some. All right, so we're going to trade the pick. Okay. All right, so you're you're in camp. Trade the pick. Okay. Look, if you are a big believer, if you are you know ride or die with Sam Darnold, that that you can certainly you can't complain about a lack of resources if you trade the number one pick in a year where there is a franchise quarterback like Trevor Lawrence. I mean, what, what what do you expect? We have, who who? Let me ask you this: Have we ever developed the quarterback the right way? Uh, I was not really alive for Joe Namath, uh, so I don't. Uh, I mean, I was alive, but I was not aware of Joe Namath and developing him and his development. So, you know what I would have? You know what I would ask a question is: uh, You know, people are making it out like the the Jets are ruining Sam, and uh, you know he's powerless. What what are the list of quarterbacks in NFL history that failed because they were not developed properly? You 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 got me there, man. I, right? I, I mean, I, like, is there? I mean, I, I don't know. No, I, I don't know that. The, I'm sure that there. You know, um, there's got to be some. But off Mark the top Sanchez? of my head, was Mark? Sanchez? I mean, I don't know. Uh, I think that the, the people will say that now, but maybe maybe Mark Sanchez wasn't as good a quarterback. You know, the fact that he came out when he did, you know, even um, even Pete Carroll said he probably should have stayed another year, and may, maybe that had an impact. Maybe he just wasn't that good. Uh, yeah. I'm sure there are examples of guys in the league that just did not get developed the right way, but, I, I mean, uh, I, I, off the top of my head, um, maybe David Carr? Right, David Carr with the Texans. He got sacked a bunch of times. He was a number one pick. Maybe, maybe him. I don't know. That might be the only guy I can think of off the top of my head. I mean, Jet fans are making it out like, oh, this is just another example. I would simply say, what are the other examples? What are the other examples? Uh, let's go to uh, David. Is in Lakewood, David. Hey, I'd go with Trevor Lawrence just for the sake of Sam seeing ghosts, and uh, he might play good as a backup for another team and get his opportunity like a Ryan Tannehill under uh, the beautiful head coach, Adam Gaze. So, uh, you know, crystal ball, just give me Trevor Lawrence and the long hair and the uh, maybe he'll be our Boomer Esiason or, uh, you know, when, when he was one first one went from Maryland to Cincinnati. I don't know. But yeah. there's a lot of busts out there, just to let you know. I'm sure there's a lot of great quarterbacks that just weren't into the best systems and they're now like parents. You know, I bet you there's a big list. Right. Of a guy that could have handled it, you know? But yeah, well, time. I mean, somebody brought up to me, uh, somebody tweeted me, Ryan Leaf. I mean, Ryan Leaf seemed like he was a very immature guy and made bad decisions off the field, which makes me believe that, you know, he made bad decisions on the field as well. He just had, you know, real questionable, uh, you know, makeup. So uh, maybe he wasn't developed the right way, but maybe it was just on him. You know? Somebody brought up to all right, so David's listening to the radio, and that's a, that's a big no-no. You can't do that. Magic 8-Ball, can you listen to the radio while you are uh, also calling into the show? Uh, what does it say? Ask again later. Okay. Uh, Magic 8-Ball. Apparently, Magic 8-Ball has not had its coffee today. It's, 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 it's telling me to come back later. And, and look, that's a, I know if you were working at this hour, it's a, it's a common refrain, right? Like, let's just put it off till later when my brain's working. Magic 8-Ball, we can't do that. We only have one hour. 1-800-919-ESPN is the phone number. 1-800-919-3776. So uh, you can vote on the poll question. It's up on Twitter, at Gordon Damer. Hey, Magic 8-Ball, let's ask Magic 8-Ball this. Magic 8-Ball, um, Adam Gay said yesterday that the Jets have to have to 
put things into hyperdrive, which we're not really sure what that means, at least not. I mean, could you imagine the Jets putting things in hyperdrive from where they are right now? But Magic 8-Ball, are we sure that they, rather than the hyperdrive, are we sure that the Jets have the power on? Is that maybe the problem? Maybe they have to put the power on. What does that say? I can't even read it. It's so small. I got to get a better... It, it is certain. It is certain. Okay, so the power's not... That's the problem. Tell Adam Gase to go find the power switch for the offense, for the defense, for everything else, uh, and uh, make sure that the batteries are pointed in the right direction. That's, that, is, uh, that one throws you sometimes. And also make sure that the double A's are all working, right? A good tip, if you ever wonder, if you take a battery and it, uh, you, you drop it from like maybe a, a, you know, a foot up, and it bounces, that's a sign that the battery's still good. That's a little Gordon Damer hack for you. If it doesn't really bounce that high, that's a sign that the battery's probably dead. You know, they used to have those things on the side. I think it was the Energizer, right? That uh, you would press the two ends of it, and it would tell you if it was good or not. I don't know if that actually worked, but at least it made you feel like something w- was going on with it, right? It made you feel like, hey, this is, this is an improvement. Now I know whether or not the batteries are good. Because my kid, I don't know if your kids do this. They take the batteries out of their stuff, right? They're dead, and they go and get new batteries, and then they just drop the old batteries right with the new battery. And then you're screwed. Now you have no idea. All right, 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. The poll question is off and running on this uh, Tuesday. And at least so far, everybody wants to uh, draft Trevor, although sizable portion of the public thinks, no, no, you got to keep Sam. Just realize that this could very well turn out. Then look, Trevor Lawrence might turn out to be a bust too. We don't know. And, and certainly a good sign that he'll turn out to be a bust is if the, dredge, the uh, Jets draft him. I mean, uh, is there any better sign? Any better indicator? You might be, if you're saying trade him, you might be passing on an Andrew Luck. I mean, that's, that's the comparison that a lot of people make. You know, this is the best quarterback prospect since Andrew Luck. Now, I know Andrew Luck, it didn't turn out. But when Andrew Luck was playing... He was pretty good. And maybe that's a guy. Maybe that's a guy that the organization kind of failed, although he did produce. They didn't produce a Super Bowl, and he got so beat up over time that he decided to walk away at the age that he did. But maybe that's a guy you put on the list. 1-800-919-ESPN is the phone number. 1-800-919-3776. Squeeze in one more here, Brian. Squeeze in one more. Matt is in New Jersey. Matt, what's going on, my friend? Hey, what's going on? All right, so a quarterback that's failed in the system, mm-hmm. um, and no one's bringing up. Why don't you say Ryan Tannehill failed in the air, uh, in Gates' system in Miami, and now look at him? Yeah, I mean, um, he was he was hurt a lot. I mean, that that really well, did uh, hold him back as well. So I mean, Darnold. he was hurt almost two full that's years. Thing about Darnold too, like everyone's saying that he's in his third season, he's really in his second with the with the rep that he got with the mono and everything like that. I just think that he's really in the second season, player wise. Mm, yeah, but I mean, he was. The, I mean, he was there the first. I mean, that's that's part of the question that you're trying to answer: Is he durable enough to to play full 16 games? So I mean, that that all enough. is also I part of it, right? He needs to wrap his head around the playbook a little bit better, um, uh, and he needs more talent around him, obviously. But I mean, I mean, like I can't speak for the Jets. 
they just don't have any receivers around them. Okay, so so Matt, you would be you would be on the 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 board of of passing on Trevor Lawrence, taking the pick, trading it for you know multiple first round picks, multiple maybe first a round picks. Yeah, get, get okay. multiple first round picks so you can get better because it's not just the quarterback position that that's affecting this team. There's a lot of holes. Yeah, uh, look, Matt, they are not a good team. And Matt, thanks for the call. Uh, I would say that if you get to the end of the year and you have usually the first pick, I think it's if you have zero wins, you get the pick. Every single time. I think that that's how it's worked out. It's not been that many zero-win teams. If you have one win, you generally almost always get the pick. If you have two wins, you generally always – but if you win three games, then all of a sudden you're getting into a a range of you might not get the pick. So I don't know that the Jets can win three games. We'll see. We'll be there, right? (laughs) Whether we want to or not, we'll be watching. But if you have two wins and you get the first pick and there's a quarterback – and you pass on that guy for a maybe of what you already have, and you'd have to say at that point, he would still be a maybe. I think you're out of your mind. I, I think you're all out of your mind, and you're all – you should get your, your – what was it, purple Nikes or a pump purple jumpsuit? What was the, the, the cult that they did either the purple jumpsuit and the black Nikes or a black jumpsuit or the purple Nikes? Either way, you got a green jumpsuit and green Nikes, and you're all part of the Sam Darnold cult. Where's safe? Where's familiar? Where can I smoke? Take on, go to mum's, kill Phil, sorry, grab Liz, go to the Winchester, have a nice cold pint, and wait for all this to blow over. How's that for a slice of fried gold? Fantastically funny Shaun of the Dead released on, uh, I guess it's tomorrow it was officially released. But who knows? We'll probably have a highlight for tomorrow's show. So I wanted to use it today. Shaun of the Dead released 16 years ago. And basically, I mean, we did the rewatchable movie bracket. And, you know, look, Goodfellas is impossible to beat. But, you know, Goodfellas is not really on all that regularly, at least not in the, ch- the cable channels that I watch. Shaun of the Dead is on, and it's a very... If you were to base things on how you could have a, a computer on your TV and actually measure what you actually spend time rewatching more than other things, I think it would surprise you. Shaun of the Dead would be very, very high up on my list. What a brilliantly funny movie. Just a great take on, on two kind of different genres, comedy as well as zombie movies. So uh, Shaun of the Dead, six t- oh my God, 16 years ago that was released. All right, 1-800-919-ESPN is the phone number. Uh, it's the Gordon Damer Show. Did I mention that? And we take you up until 6 o'clock, which is quickly approaching. Poll question today, uh, we're talking about the Jets because this is the section of the week where the Jets are compelling. If you're not aware, if you're not sure what time it is, the hours of 1 to 4 on Sunday, not compelling. The opposite of compelling. The worst thing you could possibly do with your eyes is to watch the Jets. So this is not that section of the week. The rest of the week, we talk about the Jets constantly because they're just that bad. So our poll question for today is, if you were the GM and the Jets wind up with the number one overall pick, what do you do? Do you draft Trevor Lawrence? Who we, I mean, how long have we been talking about Trevor Lawrence, right? The number one pick, whatever year he comes out. Can Trevor, Trevor Lawrence might want to stay in school for a fifth year. He might say, what, the Jets have the first pick? I got it. I, I, I'm... I, uh, I choose not to run like Jerry Seinfeld. Do you draft Trevor Lawrence and trade Sam Darnold, or do you keep Sam 
and do you trade the pick? And you could really, I mean, really cash in. Number one pick, quarterback draft. I mean, you would, you would be setting yourself up, at least in terms of assets. Huge. And if you're a big Sam Darnold, if you're part of the Sam cult, as I like to refer to it, you'd have, I mean, there's no other way to go. You'd have to keep Sam. It's not his fault, right? He doesn't have any weapons. He's got a bad line. He's got bad this. He's got bad that. So that's the poll question. It's up for today uh, on Twitter. And we've kind of morphed into the list of quarterbacks who were failed by their team. And look, it's easy to find guys who were drafted high and turned out to be busts. But I think it's it's more than that. The bust factor in the first round, it's 50-50 anyway. So why would it not be 50-50 for other the you know, for every position it's 50-50. So why would it not be 50-50 for quarterbacks? My point is, it's very difficult to say which quarterbacks were just simply failed by their team and which just weren't that good to begin with. Like somebody brought up Jamarcus Russell. Jamarcus Russell was just so bad, it's kind of hard to put that on the Raiders by themselves. I mean, I think that Jamarcus Russell had some, had some hand in that too. So, um, But that's the Jets stuff. You can certainly get in on that, 1-800-919-ESPN. And the Magic 8-Ball is here. It's not really operating all that great today, but if you have questions for the Magic 8-Ball about the Jets, you can certainly fire away at 1-800-919-ESPN. But, you know, I did want to touch on the Giants just a little bit because this week, you know, the Giants have kind of skated by because what is the best thing the Giants have going for them? They're not the Jets, right? They're not the worst team in football. When the Giants play football, it looks like they've played football before, right? It looks like they have actually uh, been preparing to play a football. It doesn't look like the game just kind of popped up out of nowhere and it's the surprise to them and they're not ready for it. No, they look like they want to, uh, act, you know, they, they, they're, they're ready to play. And uh, while the Jets are, are going to hit hyperdrive, which I got to be honest, I am interested to see what hyperdrive looks like for the Jets, mainly out of morbid curiosity. But then you got the, the Giants who, uh, you know, look, they, they've, been, they've been competent, right? They've had chances to win both the games that they've played. They're not out of the game by the second quarter. But, you know, things just got immeasurably harder for Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones is much like Sam Darnold was last year, right? We're looking to see what kind of step forward he takes in year two. A lot of positives in year one, a couple of very glaring areas that he needs to improve. And now with the Saquon injury, and it looks like Sterling Shepard's going to be out for a while. You know, I ran the numbers yesterday during the little inserts we do during the morning. Last year, without Barkley, Daniel Jones had his worst stretch of the season. 189 yards passing, three touchdowns, six picks, three fumbles, lost two of them. So while Saquon hopefully recovers and he's back up and running before too long, although Dan Duggan of The Athletic brought up some some very interesting injury stuff with the Giants, you know, like Odell. You know, Odell was like on a Hall of Fame track, and then he fractured his ankle in 2017 and has never really been the same player since. Now, a lot of things go into that, the trade, all these different things. His, I think his personality as well, rubbing, uh, uh, you know, uh, it just seems like an exhausting personality to be with. But he was a guy who the, the production was there, and then it wasn't. And he's not the only one. Now, look, the injuries, they're different injuries. But between Victor Cruz or Hakeem Nix's foot or uh, Steve Smith's knee or David Wilson's neck, you know, you feel better about Barkley being able to recover from it, but at this point, you really just don't know. But in terms of this week, this week is a must-win game for the Giants, if they want to stay relevant. Now, they might be on the road to nowhere as well, 
I mean, just because you're not the Jets doesn't make you good. And you've seen some stuff out of the Giants where you think, all right, this is signs of progress. But you know what? Progress, signs of progress run out very, very quickly in the eyes of fans. Uh, It won't take long before, you know, if the Giants are sitting at 0-5, you're not really going to, what progress? You know what I mean? Like, the progress is where exactly? The team is irrelevant by the time we hit Halloween once again. And this week, look, it's the 49ers. But you'd have to say the quarterback is less than 100%. They lost their two top pass rushers. Both are not. Bose is out for the season. I don't know how long D. Ford is out. Solomon Thomas is out for the season. The, the Niners, I think, have three or four or five wide receivers out. Richard Sherman is out. George Kittle might be out. Their two top running backs, their status is at least up in the air, if not out. The Niners... I think they're staying somewhere on the East Coast because they play the Jets and now they're going to play the Giants. They tried to get an MRI machine yesterday wherever they're staying, and the truck broke down. So it's great that the Giants are not the Jets, but if they lose and go to 0-3, you know, you can start to see the spiral there. And as I said, it's great that you are in games and it's coming right down to the wire and the Giants are more exciting. But you know what? You thought that they were going to be exciting this year because the offense was going to click, right? They have all these, or at least they did, had all these offensive weapons. that has not clicked so far. I mean, you've not exactly lit the world on fire in terms of offense. And for Daniel Jones, I'm just wondering if we do get to 0-3 and 0-4 and 0-5, and now Barkley's out for the year and Shepard's out, will he get the same excuses Sam Darnold gets of what, what's he supposed to do? His offensive line stinks, and it does still stink. Uh, injuries, bad coach, bad GM. You know, I was wondering, if you could, after this season, get a team to just pair up Dave Gettleman and Adam Gase, could you imagine the GM, the coach, they could bring in Phil Jackson as a special assistant? Oh, my God, could you imagine the nightmare that would be? All right, 1-800-919-ESPN is the phone number. Let's uh, go back to the phones, shall we? Let's go out to, uh, where is it? Al is in Rahway. Al, what's going on, man? Good morning, good morning, Gord. You're hilarious, man. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate it. Listen, here's my scenario. I would try to trade Sam Darnold right now to somebody like New Orleans. Get Jameis Winston. (laughs) You're going to lose anyway. Get Jameis Winston. He's got a $1 million contract. He's going to come up and gunsling anyway. And then get that pick, number one pick, and trade that too. Why kill another quarterback? Why ruin another young man's career? Let Trevor right. Lawrence go somewhere where he can blossom and really right. play. So bring in a guy who's already ruined. That's an interesting strategy, Al. That's an interesting strategy. Well, look, uh, yeah, Jameis uh, certainly has some issues. Um, I don't know that that would be the route I would be going. Well, look, the Jets are already trash. So what does it matter? The, listen, I, I, I just rode by the stadium. Nobody wants to see. They don't care if they say, okay, the, the, the stadium is open. Everybody can come in. Nobody's going to go there anyway. Right? With this pandemic, nobody's going to go to the Jets game anyway. So, hey, bring James Winston in there. Let him throw the ball all over the place and get some picks and, 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 and start building and just let it go. Uh, look, Al, I mean, look, I, I understand. Right. You have to rebuild the right way. And, and thanks for the call, Al. Um, it, the, the picks has not been the issue for the Jets. I mean, again, they have missed. This is going to be the 10th straight year that they will miss the playoffs. So, I, I, I mean, they've had the sixth pick a couple of times. They've had the, 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 the third pick. They had what this year? The fourth pick? No, what do they have this year? The ninth pick? The 11th pick? I mean, they've been picking in the top half of the draft every single year here. 
for basically the last 10 years. And it doesn't seem like they're... If you had to draw up right now a team that is as far away from the playoffs as humanly, it would be the Jets. It would be the Jets. 1-800-919-ESPN is the phone number. 1-800-919-3776 is the phone number. Don't just dial 1-800-919. It won't go through. But you know what? Before we go to break, remember when the Yankees were playing terribly and they, you know, the talk was they're going to miss the playoffs, they're going to be under 500. Everyone was losing their minds. And imagine what it would have meant. It would have meant that they were losing out on the playoffs to the Tigers or the Orioles. That would have been catastrophic. Imagine you miss the playoffs and the Orioles make it. Well, you know what? The Mets are on the verge of missing the playoffs. I mean, it seems like it's pretty much done deal. And the Marlins, while it's not guaranteed that they will make it, have a pretty good chance. I mean, where does that rank on levels of embarrassment? Embarrassment. I mean, baseball this year made it so that if you miss the playoffs, you stink. You stink. You can't make the argument you're a good team and miss the playoffs this year. And remember when the Yankees are going through that that slump, Gary Sanchez, terrible, which is not, it's not hyperbole. I mean, it's not slander. He's, he's been terrible. And how often we hear, well, he's only hitting this, he's only hitting that. He's like Kevin Moss. Even though Kevin Moss had one season and Gary had three, what about Pete Alonso? Is Pete Alonso like Kevin Moss? I mean, he's now hitting 202. 202. I mean, I guess if you figure it out, it's actually he's probably hitting 2020. He's hitting 2020, which by all accounts, all measures, is the worst number you could possibly have. And every number has, dro- has just dropped off the table. And it's not like he provides any value defensively. He's brutal defensively. But yet, it doesn't seem like for a guy who was the toast of the town. I mean, everywhere you turned last year. Oh, my God. This guy, Pete Alonzo, the polar, the polar bear has gone into hibernation. But nobody brings it up. It, it's like it's just kind of, ah, oh, yeah, he's having a bad year. 60 games, what are you going to do? I didn't hear any 60 games for Gary Sanchez. Someone tweeted me about the poll question today. You know, can you name a quarterback who came in with with less weapons than Sam? I mean, the amount of weapons arguments that we've had. Well, look, any quarterback who's taken in the top one, two, three, four, five, they're generally going to bad teams. So, yes, there, there's probably a list of guys who have come in and had bad offensive lines and lack of weapons and bad coaches and all these type of things. So, yes, Sam is not alone in that. But the poll question is up for today on Twitter at Gordon Damer. is all about uh, if the Jets do get the number one pick. Do you draft Trevor Lawrence and trade Sam Darnold? Or, for the Sam Darnold cult believers out there, do you keep Sam and trade the pick? Because, after all, quarterback draft, the number one pick, you'd be able to really, I mean, set your franchise in terms of assets. Now, you got to pick the right guys. If you pick the wrong guys, it's still not going to work. But you could really set up your franchise to have a bevy of assets, a bevy of trades uh, and draft picks if you do send that number one pick someplace else. All right, let's squeeze in a, another couple of calls here before we get out of here. Andre's been holding a very long time. Andre in Jersey. What's going on, man? Hey, how you doing, Gordon? Thanks for having me. Uh, I would definitely probably uh, trade uh, uh, Sam Darnold. I think after the, uh, going into the third year, you need to be an impactful quarterback, and I don't see that. The eye test just doesn't show me that. And I will also, for the last thing, I will also say Robert Griffin III, I think his organization is, organization felt them. Um, well, look, I mean, RJ, when I saw RJ3 play, I don't really watch a lot of college football, but I saw him in his first game with uh, with Washington, the football team, 
And I said, yeah, that three in RJ3 is going to stand for how many years he's going to last. I mean, you know, there's some guys that are short and they look small. And there's guys that are short like Russell Wilson. He does not ever look like a, a small guy. He looks like a big, bulky guy. So uh, I never thought that RJ3 was going to be able to last playing that style. And uh, that was one I, uh, I got right. All right, that's going to do it for today. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, at Gordon Dammer. We're back tomorrow at 5, 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN.